You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. Assalamu alaikum, um, bismillahi, alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Welcome to Mindful Parenting. Um, today I'm going to be discussing with Brother Anas the different developmental stages of a child within the human biography. And uh, just to make us all aware what stage of development uh, our child is at at any, any given age, just to give us a bit of a greater understanding of um, of what what we're doing when we're speaking to our children and we're dealing with them every day just so that you know that that's giving us an, an overview of what's appropriate in discussions etc so assalamu alaikum brother alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh so can you can you explain to us a little bit about um, the human biography from an islamic perspective um bismillah rahman rahim alhamdulillah rabbil alamin wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam barakallahu muhammad yeah i mean uh, the there's been much written obviously in in um in terms of islamic literature about it and one of the best sources i found is the lives of man by imam abdullah al-haddad um and in it he explains that really we have a f- five phases to our life starting with um what they call ahd uh, al-mithaq the time in which we had the covenant with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, when Adam salam, was created and, and people were, um, the progeny of Adam were brought and made a covenant with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, in terms of believing uh, in him. Um, so, so there is that, that's the first phase as such. And then from then there's the transition to the human life which starts at 120 days and the, um, and the soul enters um, the body uh, or the baby or in, in the mother's womb and that phase starts from there and continues all the way through birth through growing up into into um, childhood adulthood old age and then ends with basically with death and that that whole part that we experience is not is only the second phase but it is a very significant important phase of, of our existence um, and then the third phase is that of um, the, the life in the grave. So there's uh, an existence within the grave uh, when we die. Um, find, uh, and then the fourth point is resurrection when we're Yawm um, Al-Qiyamah, the Day of Judgment. That in itself is the fourth. And the final one is eternal uh, eternal uh, heaven, inshallah, and, uh, and God forbid um, uh, hell for for those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for them that so th- this is the overall or that's the arc or that's you know the, the lifespan the that lifespan. we're talking about the human yeah. biography yeah okay um so so basically for the purposes of mindful parenting and obviously parenting children ages from when they're very little right through to I would probably say about middle school years yeah. I imagine once you get into the teen stage you're you know really crossing over into the realm of almost adulthood and stuff is you know that that comes but for our purposes today um, it'd probably be good we're going to be focusing a little bit on the early years to middle years yes that's that's the, that's the intention and we're kind of looking between zero all the way up to uh, maybe 10, 11 years of age, yeah. Perfect. So so in, in terms of uh, a beginning point, so zero to three would probably be a good start. Y- yes. I mean, um, the 
during that period from zero to three years uh, of age, there's a number of uh, milestones that take place, but the very significant ones is obviously when, when the child maybe starts walking. There are other ones in between. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of development that takes place over mm-hmm. that small uh, over Because there may be a lot of physical development. A lot of physical development taking that's taking mm-hmm. place during that period. Uh, and the most significant of them is, is that mobility, that reaching of that course. point of walking. Um, and in that, uh, the um, there's a lot that becomes clear from the walking about um, the kind of um, when, when it becomes more uh, for, formed and, and, and uh, in terms of even the temperaments, you can actually see the nature of that child. A so, bit. so there's a link between the physical ability of the child and the emotional well-being, do you think? It, it, it would seem that, yes, that you, you'd be able to see something about the temperaments from the way they walk. Okay. Their style walking, That's so you can see. Yes, I mean this. I mean th- this is um, uh, so, some of um, the educational philosophies that I've come across. They, they will be talking about that, so you can see somebody who's maybe a bit more um, uh, uh, serious in, in or firm in their walk, and mm-hmm. somebody who's more airy in their walk. So it's is it's, it's a way it's of a bit trying of a to link. a mm-hmm. bit of a link to to that in terms of. Things like mel- melancholy, it's an old way of looking at it, but it does help you get a sense of the person if they're, if they're using that method of whether they're melancholic, whether they're um, sanguine or phlegmatic. These are, these are terms so that used to be used. Personality types. Personality old, old, types. Old and you can school. see that early mm-hmm. sh- showing, off, uh, showing up early. Um, the, the other significant development is speaking, and that starts from yes. very early age where it's... Um, uh, babbling sounds, um, moving on to that kind of single word um, uh, structures, um, but it's, it's 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 one of the parallels that was made that's quite nice. It's a bit like Adam salam in, in Jannah, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala taught him the names. So ah, so in a, a sense parallel. that the child the child is actually at that point kind of starting to to name, to name these things, things. name the, the, in this world that he's experiencing. Um, and that continues to grow, um, and and really by the age of three, the, I mean the the, the rate of growth uh, in terms of language um, initially starts off slower, where they might be learning fifty words, you know, uh, every you know in, in a month or, yes. or etc. But then it speeds up significantly, and they could be learning up to twenty, thirty words a week. Um, wow. And they understand a significant amount. The usual what they understand and what they can sorry what they can say is always falling behind what they can what understand. They understand. So they're, mm-hmm. they're um, so you're always talking to the child with more you know with richer language gradually, yeah. not not keeping it back. So important to keep talking, keep talking with them and yes. as early as possible. Yes, yeah. they, I mean, they pick up a lot. They pick up initially, even the, the mannerisms of talking, how you actually talk. So mm-hmm. they, they are picking up a lot. Um, uh, and it's not the same as using um, a, a medium like, you know, a TV or anything like that. Or an because, iPad or something. Yeah. yeah. You, you lose out on the nuances of speech, Exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, it's digitized speech yep. that you're really getting through these mediums. But when you're getting a human interaction, there's that, you know, you're, you're, you're responding to, you're stopping, you're, you're seeing the cues, all of that. And children pick up a lot oh, of that. that. When you consider mm-hmm. that 70% of language is, is, is body language yes, as well. Yes, and it's tonal also, yes. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's tone. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so... 
Um, and it's important during that period that modelling is taking place. And language is a precursor to the thinking process that takes place. And, and are we still in zero to three? Still, still zero, zero to three. three. Um, and thinking does actually start to, to come there. Uh, one of the interesting, uh, interesting examples um, that you can see in, in, with children. And, um, but one was, for example, um, if you're sitting at a table and if you are using spoons um, and, and the child may make, say, you know, daddy spoon, mommy spoon, yep. I, th- there's, there's a cognition there of the similarity of it or there's actually mm. thinking processes taking place there. Okay. Um, uh, and... and to really to respect and appreciate that that's taking place as well in the child there is an internal process that starts to, to pick up during that point um, to to give the space for the child during this period and the opportunities for, for picking up but um, well also the not forcing um, you know things like right and left hand and so on mm-hmm. you would never consider really doing any any um, forcing the child to pick up something with their right hand okay. or, or at that point you would leave them beyond like that stage. Like make it like a natural and inclination. It, it, yeah. yeah, later on and it's a conscious stage. And what was very interesting when you look at the hadith where um, the hadith of um, how to, um, so the hadith of what you should do at the beginning of eating where the, the, the sahabi who's saying is actually a child and he's, he says the Prophet ﷺ, um, said to him, uh, to uh, to say Bismillah to eat with his right hand and 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 uh, to eat from whatever is close to him that he was actually at a conscious age, mm-hmm. actually understanding what was being spoken to ah. them and that is very important for us to, to to take into consideration at what stage and that's still a bit further because while language is showing up at that child at that age, they're using a lot of language but they're not necessarily also got full command of it in terms of it's so interesting I'm just thinking in terms of um, quite a few parents like to speak another language to their child at the same time and there's a lot of research that's done that says the earlier you start the The better better for the child but generally speaking um, from my understanding of it might might not be correct usually English then is slightly delayed in terms of speech because there's there's some cognizant stuff going on in the brain and trying to process two different languages or even three in some cases they have they have yeah there 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 has been um yeah the, the research that suggests yes there is a slight delay but mm-hmm. it's not something to to, to, to be, be concerned, concerned about, about at no, all in, in fact it's just uh, yeah. they're processing a meta language they're taking all the language they don't see this as Ar- you know as arabic one. or english or whatever other language they're Wonderful. learning they, yeah. it's a whole, a whole um set some people suggest i mean some have suggested have one language one parent you know so that they yes. they kind of develop it with that um, that adult or but that person. But generally, at that age, the over, overwhelming advice is it's a good idea oh, yes. to have more, more than, than one language. Yes, so yes, that's great. Yes. I mean, and there's so much that's been done in, in, in that to, to confirm it. There's been those who, who are Arabs, for example, but spoke um, a dialect of Arabic, yes. and the father decided to speak in classical Arabic to the, to the child. So the child actually landed up becoming whenever they spoke to their dad they spoke in classical Arabic whenever they spoke to the mom they spoke in <laughs> this dialect and then the other examples is, is multi you know just speaking another a total other language so it can be even in a dialect you yes. can you can make a difference, difference. as well yeah interesting um, the next yeah yeah the next stage yeah we were we were saying it's probably about three to seven that and we're looking at yes at there there uh, um, there's been 
as I said, a lot of emphasis on the, on the physical development in the earlier period. Yes. We're really moving into the realm of imagination at this okay. point. And this is, this is very important uh, in terms of... Um, the the again language through stories is very beneficial for for children um and you can be a lot more effective in in getting um even behavioral things that might appear that you want to deal with you the best way is through a story or a metaphor of a story yeah. that kind of thing is, is much more effective okay um also, in terms of imaginative play, play is very important um, uh, and it becomes more uh, prevalent at this time. Um, and one of the things that we sometimes fall in the trap of is actually getting a lot of toys at an early stage. And overload. It is, uh, it's overload, mm-hmm. basically sensory overload. And what's interesting is... Um, Maybe going back some generations, you know, we had very, you could have very little and still have a good time playing, Absolutely. imagining, yes. imagining you're, I don't know, a pirate or a ship or, or whatever it was. And it, all you had was a few pieces of cloth and, I don't yes. know, a clothes, a clothes stand or something. Yes. And you just made that imagination. That's very powerful for, for the children to keep that imagination alive. So the more you, you, you fill up that space... The less the, the child less has is. an opportunity to, to, to find to, their to, own to, way. To find their mm-hmm. own way and to be imagined. And, and one, of the, one of the people who talks about um, creative, um, creative thinking in mm-hmm. education is Ken Robinson, if you've seen any of his mm-hmm. TED Talks. And one of the pieces of research that they did was creativity. How, you know, what, um, what was a measure of it? So they said a measure of it might be to take a, an ordinary item like a paper clip and ask... Um, somebody you know ask them somebody how how many uses can you think of mm-hmm. for it so the average person will give them maybe 10 15 uses um but somebody who's really creative will give you up to 200 whoa um, okay. uses so because they'll turn around and say you know that paper clip if i turn it into a into i don't know a cloth paper clip i can do this with or they'll keep on thinking yes. about these ideas and then what they did is they did a study on children um below seven eight to ten 12 to 14. Based on that study, they found that 98% of children below seven were creative. Wow. They would be getting all these wonderful ideas. Between eight and 10, it was down to 50%. And then by 12 to 14, they were down to about 20% creativity. So there's a big question mark yeah. on, the, on, on, on creativity. Sorry. Um, so less is more in terms of toys in terms mm-hmm. of things like that is very you know it's probably better not to um, overload, overload yeah. them um, again it's a time when the memory forces are, are, are growing really and that's probably the time you would you would you would want to use to start uh, you know and introducing things that would be rhythmical that they would be learning so from our tradition then obviously that's you would start with you know small memorizing surahs small surahs things, yeah. things that they would do in du'as yeah, contextualized du'as that's good to, to hear that because I think and, and having spoken to other parents and stuff with, with small children and, and over the years a lot of people do wonder when is a good time to start introducing the Arabic alphabet when's a good time to start introducing Quran and stuff like that so you're not talking about doing it full on but it's that you, kind you're of you're building up is, yeah is the memory is going to grow into a lot of strength over the next few years so it's, it's yeah. starting there and it is good to have memory practice mm-hmm. um, on, uh, you know it's it's when they're doing maths it's good for them yes. to learn their timetables etc et yeah. but also poems thing, that's yes. very rich yeah. as well um, so these these kind of things 
also an important point to to for for children really in that period is is rhythms is patterns in in their life that gives a lot of stability so routines a big routines, deal routines yeah it okay. is okay are you talking about just in their everyday as they're going about every day or you know like yeah. having a set bedtime having that kind it's, of thing it's from having the set bed thing about this idea of having a routine having consistency for the the child in general i'd come across an article not long ago of a, a guy who's basically advocating for uh, not taking your children abroad on holiday when they're very young mm-hmm. um, and actually having a, a holiday destination in the country that you go back to every summer or every, you <laughs> know a costly sure, process. And I was going to say ra- rather parents the world over will be celebrating and I'm not taking my kids uh, abroad but he was saying that idea kids are not really ready to appreciate being abroad and the architecture or you know various great things that you're going to be seeing in Europe and stuff but all kids really want is to know that their favorite ice cream place is going to be they're going to get that again they're going to get yeah. the same beach yeah. they're going to get that's really all they're looking yeah. for it makes perfect sense. I mean, one, one of um, one of the things in one of the education, um, yeah, so it's one of those things that's mentioned is, you know, you start teaching the child their local kind of geography at a certain uh, point, yeah. and that doesn't come in for another couple of years. Interesting. Um, and so on, and build up from there. So if you don't know your own local mm-hmm. geography and, and even there, how can you move? Appreciate anything else. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Okay, so so that's three to seven. Are we? Are yeah, we, yeah, that's that's yeah. Moving on. So to we're doing eight about round about eight to nine. Just yes, uh, we're moving here towards a kind of transition from that physical growth onto a lot more internal growth. So again, back to the idea of the memory, mm-hmm. but also and habits formation, etc. And. Um, so. Around that age of eight, nine, there is a bit. Of, there is more of a clearer identity for the child. The child will um, see themselves as a separate from their their from their the carer, from mm-hmm. their you know their mm-hmm. primary carer. Okay. Um, and that's significant. I mean, a, a good metaphor for that is probably you know like um, the fall of Adam. Basically, Adam and Isam coming from the Jannah. Basically, okay. So there is that's a, that's a period in which they are knowing who they are, knowing their environment. Um, in fact, it's recommended probably to to do things that secure the child in their own environment, whether it be just things to do with you know their their mm. food, their shelter. Um, uh, and so on. So some activities eight nine for for some may happen a bit earlier than that, uh, or even a bit older past that. But it's this idea of separation. They become more conscious of them as a separate entity from from their parents. Okay. Um, and an example of that is um, uh, or a metaphor for that maybe thinking of you know falling out of jannah and yes. coming to earth. That's an and and. Um, some I don't know. Uh, some people have had that experience as well. That you know, around that age, they might have asked themselves, you know, are these are my parents? My parents, really? You know, some <laughs> like people, that book. Are you my mother? Are, yes. uh, they might have gone through that internal questioning process. It might manifest in a different way. It might be in, in their environment, but they become clearer about them as a separate um, entity. And um, presumably, this is the age where you get a lot more questions. You well. yes, there there would be um, uh, that that stage so the to, deeper style question yes where it will start okay will take place. so it is is kind of i think what's very 
important at point is this this um, from a parent's point of view is, is the love the compassion that, that that's characterizing the relationship okay um, and um, and the security is needed it's good also to do maybe practical things that will help them feel more in control over the environment so just sharing with with house things like cooking or even mm-hmm. if you have a garden gardening etc these kind of things are useful so basically it's about sp- making sure you spend time with your child so that they feel secure in your attention they feel secure in your love they feel secure in in the fact that you are there should they need them it's creating an, an internal settling settling in, in there and it actually puts that place of oh, it brings us into an issue which is important when it comes to disciplining which is um um, that security and that comes, you know, comes with the authority of the parent that's mm-hmm. there, and that's very important for the child to grow within within that. To to also know that the boundaries are, you know, within. Um, set. So, yeah, certainly that idea of of being able to discipline the child and coming from a sense of a place where the child feels secure initially. I, you know, having having home edited the kids for such a long time and being at home with them quite a lot, I have definitely found a difference as soon as we started establishing that friendship between us, although there's always that boundary that I am I'm my husband and I are still the parent and there are still boundaries and stuff. You can't speak to me in certain tones in certain ways and stuff. Certainly having that friendship initially, that foundation laid made it makes it still much easier to to put boundaries, to talk about, you know, things when they aren't going right for the child and, yes. stuff and discipline in general they are far more likely to respond to that if you're already their friend yes definitely you know? and that trust helps guide them and, and, and it actually later on will have the implication of freeing them so they will have because sometimes we might feel that we want to give them a lot of options and yes. a lot of choices and that's actually that's not very, today's world it's, you it's know, very it's a big issue because yeah. that's that's the mantra you yes know. yes um, but it's, it's it's actually that um, authority that comes from that respect, from that love, is for them a security, and it also helps them to make um, better decisions. At and that's what actually frees a person when you when you're free, when you make good decisions. Yes. You you're kind of disciplined as such, but when you're indisciplined and you're out of that, you your nerves is basically run choice. rain, and you can't control that. So that that's starts so from that point, really, in in, in terms from of the relationship. On. So it's almost like teaching them to be mindful themselves, and it's done in a really subconscious, quite a subtle way. Yes. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, and in terms of repercussions for actions, I mean, we're all going to do consequences. mistakes, consequences, or yeah. punishment, or whatever. Yeah. I, th- I think one of the things as well that's important is to try as her, try to make that any punishment or consequence has an ultimate goal of correcting something. I mean, yeah. what, it's not what, punishment what, for punishment's sake. It's not punishment sake. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's pointless yes. because it just creates no logical kind of framework for the child. Yes. Of but um, uh, if if the um, if the if the purpose of the punishment is is to, well, what's happened is that a child may have done something because they were a bit thoughtless. They weren't thinking mm-hmm. about what they did really. Mm-hmm. And what you really ideally want is for them to have thought Think of that. Yeah. So so really, any any punishment that comes from a point of anger or a point has yes. never succeeded, and you'll have to retrieve that yes. position no matter what. Yes. It just doesn't work. You'll <laughs> come back and you'll have to backtrack, yeah. and then you might miss the point. Yeah. But at the same time, if you turn around and you actually focus on the actual. Uh, the, the the situation 
in a cool-headed way, mm-hmm. then you're able to, to help them transition. And, and, and then the punishment itself it becomes a, a vehicle for them to grow into... Because there's into, understanding there also, presumably. Yes, yeah. and, it's, and it's not that you're irrational kind of decisions mm-hmm. with it. So that's um, that's up. That's some of that's some of the things regarding that age. Group. That age, and then so so we're moving on to age sort of ten to eleven. That's kind of sort of preteen, middle school years. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, around this age, um, there's uh, a greater self awareness uh, within the child, but also is it becomes um, a sense of you know, childhood is ending now. Okay. And they become more conscious of it. And you can maybe see manifestations of that in, in, in terms of um, um, maybe turning away from adulthood, worrying about growing up, maybe yeah. more conscious of mortality, as you're, you know, you were mentioning. Um, and, it, and it's good probably to, to turn child at that point to focus on the outward world as well yeah. and what's happening. Um, they're also more logical um, and they're looking for causality in life and in, in, in things. So is 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 making connections is, is going to be happening a lot, and I think that's kind of precursor to, to adolescence. So there's a lot more independence happening here. There's a bit of pulling away that kind of thing the, and resistance. And you'll find that there's probably going to be a lot of issues in terms of group dynamics as well. You might mm-hmm. find a lot of issues that might happen between siblings. Yeah. Uh, or in, even in, in that age, if they're in, in, in a classroom, there's going to be a lot more uh, challenges in yes. terms of relationships kind of picking and peaking. And, and it's, it's interesting to know that this is kind of the age that this kind of stuff starts to happen because normally you associate all that kind of stuff more with the sort of teen teen age. So it's good to be aware that actually it starts it this starts early. It from starts here. Yeah, and, yeah, because it's easy to overlook that. You yeah. Know? So so that that's good to know. But um, that's, it's been really interesting talking to you about all this today. Anas, inshallah, it's going to be a real benefit to people um, with kids of this age. Okay. Certainly, certainly, I wish I knew some of this when I were, were a little bit younger. But it's, um, it's really good to know. And definitely in terms of being mindful, I think there's a lot we can take from, from understanding aware, this. Yeah, to yeah. be aware of these different stages. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you today. Okay. Assalamu alaikum. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.score or check out the Arc Media app.